relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. Mr. Bannon's and Mr. Trump's privilege arguments do, however, appear to reveal one thing. They suggest that President Trump was personally involved in the planning and execution of January 6th. And this committee will get to the bottom of that. Well, it won't anymore because you don't exist. Sorry, I think we fired you. That woman is a traitor to everything she swore an oath to when she became a representative, a disgrace to um, her family if her father wasn't bad enough. Let's have a very special hour-long, long-form discussion with somebody who has done more than anyone else to get to the bottom of what actually happened on January 6th. Uh, We're a big fan of her and the website where she publishes. She is Julie Kelly, and the site is American Greatness. Julie, Happy New Year. Welcome back to America First. Happy New Year, Seb, as always. Thank you so much for having me and for continuing to cover this issue. Absolutely. That's why we are here. A very special day where uh, we continue to bang the drum for the truth. It's weird, though. If President Trump were responsible for September the 11th, um, why why was it of that? I'm a little confused. Can you help me out, please? You mean the comparable uh, 9-11, January 6th, that he's responsible for, allegedly for? Yes, exactly. Um, You know, first, let's enjoy for a moment the title, former uh, Representative Liz Cheney. Um, But look, what this whole report and what the entire committee uh, crusade was about was another Get Trump witch hunt. And what's interesting, Seb, is that the final report that was delayed numerous times and then finally issued right before Christmas is under criticism, not just from our side, but also from Democrats and even publications like Mother Jones on the left, because it did not fulfill, shockingly, its legislative mission, which, to your point, is to get to the truth, get to the bottom of really what happened on January 6th. You had eight chapters that solely focused on Donald Trump and what he did in the months before, on and after January 6th. Seb, the part about security, the security failures, which was part of the legislative mission, was buried in an appendix at the end of the report. This got the attention, as I said, of not just people on our side, which we were expecting this, but also people on the left who somehow were deluded into believing this was a legitimate investigation and not a cover-up of January 6th and another never-Trump effort to take down Donald Trump. The report actually, um, I think, has some interesting revelations and raises more questions than it answered. All right, let, let's just, uh, for those who are not familiar with you know, the appendices and the final report, what are some of the interesting things that, that are raised when it comes to the security? And, and by the way, who's responsible for the security of the congressional complex, by the way? Uh, Julie, can you help me out there? Yes, yeah, so that would primarily fall to the Capitol Police Board, 
which is basically made up of three individuals, Seb. The sergeant-at-arms for the House of Representatives, Paul Irving, who worked for Nancy Pelosi. The sergeant-at-arms for the Senate, a man named Michael Stanger, who uh, sadly passed away last year. He worked for Mitch McConnell. And the architects of the Capitol, they run the board, they run the show, they are responsible for security. What we learned in court, but really in congressional testimony before and now associated with this uh, committee, is that on numerous occasions, Paul uh, Irving and Michael Stenger denied requests by the then chief of police for Capitol, uh, the Capitol Police Force for extra security that day. The question is why? The report does not answer why those uh, repeated requests were denied. What we did find out though, Seb, and I think this is interesting and I have a piece in American Greatness on this, is that Paul Irving, who worked with Nancy Pelosi, started planning for January 6th weeks in advance. He was in communication with top security staffers, with Nancy Pelosi's chief of staff, with a shared staffer who also works for the House Administrative Committee. They were all in cahoots weeks before talking about January 6th. The day before on January 5th, according to testimony, Paul Irving gave walkthroughs to only Democrats of the Capitol, the joint session preparations. He also very interestingly, Seb, gave a walkthrough of the House evacuation plan on January 5th. And wouldn't you know it, Seb, 24 hours later, the House was evacuated because of January 5th. Hang on, I want to make sure everybody understands what, what was just said. The day before the events of January 6th, one of the three people responsible for the security of Congress had a walk through the building for Democrats, including a walk through of the evacuation plan. Did I did I hear you correctly? Yes. This is a shocking revelation that actually came out of the report completed by Jim Jordan, Jim Banks, and a few other Republicans. They got Paul Irving's records, which we did not see from the January 6th committee. So I want to make that clear. Why did Paul Irving only correspond with Democrats? Why did he intentionally leave Republicans out of whatever walkthrough for the joint session? And why did he give a walkthrough of the evacuation plan when at the same time they were insisting there was no threat? What he kept saying and Pelosi's staff kept saying, the threat of violence is remote. We don't have intelligence showing this. We don't need extra security. But he's giving a walkthrough of the evacuation plan. And 24 hours later, the house is being evacuated. So these are the sort of questions and revelations that House Republicans, whatever happens with the speakership, they have to uh, keep digging down and figuring out who was involved in these walkthroughs, why they were conducted, why Republicans were left out and what the purpose was. And would you tell us what the final decision was when it comes to the uh, the materials surrounding January 6th, uh, the, the things that people would like to access if they want answers? What did the committee do with those materials, Julie? They've released only a portion of the thousand plus interviews that they conducted. They promised to release all of the transcripts with the report that has not happened. We don't know where all of the investigative records and materials will end up. My suspicion is that they will all end up at Jack Smith, the uh, imaginary or in name only 
special counsel who was appointed by Merrick Garland last year, that that material will be sent to his office. It will be concealed under the ruse of an ongoing criminal investigation. And any records that they did obtain, or more importantly, Seb, that they didn't obtain or ask for, um, will that trove will be at Jack Smith's office. So we won't be able to see what they have, or more importantly, what they didn't ask for, what they don't have. Just like uh, the source for the dodgy dossier, the Steele dossier, just like that source was made a confidential informant of the FBI so that you could hide him, you could say you can't know his identity and you can not ask any questions of him in Congress. They're, doing the, they're using the new special counsel to hide all of the things that should be out in the open uh, by shoveling it all under his purview. That's right. Um, But what we do know in terms of what the committee did not investigate or didn't ask for, we know, shockingly, Seb, that uh, Christopher Wray, the FBI director, his name is not mentioned one time in 845 pages of this report. So it appears that Christopher Wray was not even interviewed by this committee. The other top FBI official who apparently was not interviewed was Stephen D'Antuono. As you know, Seb, we've talked about this man. He not only was in charge of the January 6th investigation, the pipe bomb investigation, which we can get to. He's the guy who sent agents to Mar-a-Lago. He also was the director of the Michigan FBI field office during Whitmer bednapping hoax. Can you, they mentioned Stephen D'Antuano's name in transcripts that I've read. They interviewed a deputy director, uh, David Bodwich, who left the FBI on January 25th 2021, a few weeks after the events of January 6th, they interviewed him. He's mentioning Stephen D'Antuano's name repeatedly as being the office in charge of everything that happened before on January 6th. They're asking him about Stephen D'Antuano, but they never interview Stephen D'Antuano. That's something that I've been flagging for months. The fact that we now know he's not mentioned or obviously interviewed is another big red flag. It does appear, though, that House Republicans want to interview him. So let's hope they do, even though he retired at the end of November. We've only just begun. We're talking to Julie Kelly. Follow her on Twitter, Julie underscore Kelly 2. Julie underscore Kelly 2. The book book that you must acquire is January 6th, How Democrats Use the Capitol Protest to Launch a War on Terror Against the Political Right. You're listening to America First. If you enjoy our deep dives with the real experts, the newsmakers, make sure you are subscribed. Go to Spotify, plug in my name, Sebastian Gorka, America First. It's absolutely free. Write us a five-star review, share the links with your friends, and guarantee that you never, ever miss a nanosecond of the show. Stay with us here one-on-one. We'll be back with Julie Kelly in a moment. One-on-one with American 
Greatness's senior contributor, Julie Kelly. If uh, you also are disturbed by what is happening in federal government, how the FBI has become a politicized entity that is targeting exclusively conservatives, check out all of the amazing America First merchandise at our store. The most popular item, it's shot up again to the top. We can't make them fast enough, is the FBI T-shirt. Somebody was shocked. Gawker is on Twitter in an FBI T-shirt. Dude, read Read the fine print. It says, Fascist Bureau of Intimidation. Yes, because that's what it has become. Get yours and so much more at SebGorkaStore.com. Everything made in America, including the America First Challenge coin. You asked for it and you designed it with President Trump and our America First logo and the Stay Frosty motto of our show. That's SebGorkaStore.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, SebGorkaStore.com. All right, Julie, you, you kind of hinted at it uh, uh, just a moment ago. So let me tease this out. Um, we've uh, had this historic week with multiple votes for the Speaker of the House. Things will settle down. Are you in favor? Because we have, again, I'm asking you this as, let's do this as a, as a citizen and as a taxpayer. We've got millions crossing the border in an invasion. We've got a war in Ukraine that's out of control. Uh, we've got inflation rampant. Uh, should the GOP, in your opinion, start over again, tabula rasa, with their own January 6th committee hearing? Or is that going to be too much of a distraction from other things? As somebody who's been mired in all of this, who's been on the front lines, in the courts, what's your take on on what the political exigency should be? I mean, of course, I absolutely believe that Congress should convene their own January 6th investigation not just to get to the bottom of what really happened before and on that day and answer the unanswered questions, some of which we just discussed. But look, Seb, the DOJ and FBI have signaled openly this week that they are accelerating this criminal investigation. Uh, You had the now new head of the Washington FBI field office in a statement the other day said this investigation will go on for years. You had Judge Thomas Hogan a Reagan appointee, 85 years old, who this week in court said one of the reasons he's retiring is because he's been notified that the D.C. District Court will be swamped with more than a thousand January 6 cases. And that's not how he wants to spend his hang, last Hang on, hang on. We've already had 800 people hunted down. So, so, so we have confirmation that there's going to be a thousand more cases? Yes, we do. I've also heard from sources that the FBI is going to issue a flood of search warrants and criminal complaints on the anniversary of January 6th. And Seb, why wouldn't they accelerate this criminal investigation? You had 18 Senate Republicans who just gave the FBI a half a billion dollar raise, bringing that corrupt agency's uh, annual budget to $11 billion for the first time. You also had Senate Republicans, 18, who gifted the DOJ with another big raise as well, including $200 million just to hire temporary lawyers to prosecute January 6 cases. You had the DOJ, including D.C. U.S. Attorney Matthew Graves, indicate that they do want to reach this 2,000 case threshold, that they are still arresting people 
every day. I write in my column today about a couple from Washington State. The FBI investigated for 14 months. They interrogated their coworkers. They got a search warrant from AT&T to confirm their cell phone uh, data from January 6th. They um, scoured their social media accounts. They went through hours of surveillance and body cam footage for what? To charge them with four misdemeanors, the four most common misdemeanors. But you have FBI agents working on the Joint Terrorism Task Force who've investigated this couple who did nothing wrong. They walked into open doors at 2.40 on January 6th. The police were right there. They took pictures in the rotunda where Capitol Police are photographed with them standing right there. They had they chatted with D.C. Metro Police, which they have body cam footage from the officer who Mr. Christensen spoke with. Police escorted them out of the building, accompanied them. Were they arrested? No. Were they told at any point you're breaking the law? No, because they're law-abiding citizens with no criminal record who would have skedaddled and taken others with them had they known. This is what our FBI is doing. And now you have Republicans who have empowered this ruthless, destructive DOJ and FBI to now spend the next year or so going after at least a thousand more Trump supporters to retaliate for their protesting Joe Biden's rigged election on January 6, 2021. And you mentioned these misdemeanor charges uh, of the 800 that, that are already been uh, processed. And, and I think there's more than 100 still in prison. Can you, I mean, you've been there. You've looked at the cases. You've been to the courtrooms. What, what are the actual charges that were levied against these people? So there's the parading in the Capitol, which is my personal favorite, Seb. If you were going to describe January 6th based on the criminal charges that have actually been levied against these people, it would be called a parade because that is the low-level petty offense, class B misdemeanor that uh, is most often uh, charged against January 6ers. You have disorderly conduct, you have uh, trespassing at restricted grounds and in a restricted building. These are the four main misdemeanors that the overwhelming majority of January 6th defendants face. But at the same time, Seb, as you know, it is destroying their lives. It is bankrupting people. It is ruining marriages. It is tearing apart families and communities. Even when these people are charged with misdemeanors, you have headlines in local newspapers calling them part of the insurrection. Well, they're faced with, as I said, parading charges, um, but they are canceled by society. And this is really going to be ramped up now in a very alarming fashion. And you're going to see this today. Joe Biden commemorating the two year anniversary, giving the Presidential Citizen Award to people who participated in the committee um, who you know, were part of this farce. This is part of their payoff. Once again, lying about the events of that day, lying about the number of fatalities, especially law enforcement officers, and again, condemning anyone who was involved as a domestic terrorist. Right. She has been a warrior for the truth. Please follow her on Twitter, Julie underscore Kelly Two. The articles, it's a library by now, is at our buddy Chris Buskirk's amazing website, American Greatness. It's am, amgreatness.com, amgreatness.com. And the book, I think it will be the first of 
maybe a series, an anthology. Is January 6th how Democrats use the Capitol protest to launch a war on terror against the political right? A forward by our other good buddy, Lee Smith, the author of The Permanent Coup. If you enjoy the show, make sure you are following us on all social media platforms. We are everywhere bar the fascistic YouTube. You can follow us on Truth Social, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Parler, on Getter, on Telegram, on CloudHub. If you want to watch the show, yes, we are a TV show as well. It's SalemNewsChannel.com. And most recently, if you want exclusive uh, novel content from me, it's my new Substack, SebastianGorka.substack.com. That's my whole name. It's one word, SebastianGorka.substack.com. More with Julie Kelly, senior contributor to American Greatness on the anniversary of January 6th after these messages. MyPillow is having their biggest sheet sale of the year. You all have helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, my buddy, the inventor and CEO, wants to give back to my listeners. The Percal bed sheet set is available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're on sale. For example, the queen size is regularly $89.98, but now for you, just $39.98 with your listener promo. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percal sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. They come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. It's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-829-8468, promo code Gorka, or just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio list square, and plug in G-O-R-K-A. That's 1-800-829-8468, or MyPillow.com, code Gorka. Welcome back to America First One-on-One with American Greatness's senior contributor, Julie Kelly. If you enjoy the show, please support those who make it possible. Great patriots like Mike Lindell, a friend of the president, a man who the left desperately wishes to cancel. The big box stores have banned his goods. Even Walmart refused to stock his goods anymore. Why? Because he's a patriot, because he's a conservative. Treat yourself, if you're not satisfied with what you got at Christmas, buy yourself a pair of the uh, MyPillow sheepskin line slippers. I love mine. I've got three pairs. They're that good. Or the pillow that never gets hot, never loses shape. 72 million sold. President Trump uses them himself. My whole team does. We love them. Get up to 66% off if you use my name. You can call them on 800-829-8468 or or go to MyPillow.com, but you've got to use that secret code for those massive discounts. It's G-O-R-K-A. That number, 800-829-8468, or MyPillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A. All right, so talk to us. Um, Some of the next things I'm going to ask you to recount as somebody who's followed the cases, gone to the courts, our listeners will not believe. Um, So I'm going to ask you as a witness to them, to recount what you have seen the January 6th defendants be forced to say, what their defenders, their attorneys have forced them to say, which are political statements which could be ripped out of the history of the the Red Guard in Maoist China or any show trial behind the Iron Curtain. So give us some of the totally 
anti-American, not un-American, anti-American things that are happening in courts just a couple of miles from this studio, Julie. So I've said repeatedly, and to your point, Seb, if I do decide to write a follow-up book... There's no if. There's no if about it, Julie Kelly. We need you to do that. Well, one of the primary reasons why I would undertake that task is to call out the real villains in all of this, Seb, and those are the judges who sit on the D.C. District Court, regardless of who appointed them. And I'm talking about Trump appointees, Obama, Clinton, all the way down to Reagan, as I said, Tom Hogan, who have acted as nothing more than a rubber stamp for this vengeful uh, prosecution by Joe Biden's Department of Justice, holding people behind bars as they delay their trials, denying them bail, simply because they all consider these people, not even dissidents, they'd be treated better, but domestic terrorists. So what's happened is for a lot of these people desperate to move on with their lives is basically apologizing to the court, in some cases writing letters, acknowledging what some public defenders have asked for, uh, acknowledging their white privilege, uh, condemning the systemic racism of America, saying they were duped by Donald Trump, by social media, by anyone saying that the election was stolen or rigged. You had in one case I talk about in my book, one defendant uh, who went to jail for eight months after pleading guilty to obstruction. He declared to the court, uh, I believe that Joe Biden is the legitimately elected president of the United States. You have the chief judge, Beryl Howell, routinely berating, you'll remember Beryl Howell, who also oversaw the special counsel, Robert Mueller, witch hunt. She is a, a flagrant, brazen, partisan, Democrat partisan, yet she's the chief judge, routinely asking people why they went on January 6th. Why did you listen to that person? Why did you follow that elected official? and do what he asked you to do. I'll tell you what I just saw today, Seb, is Judge Reggie Walton asking a defendant who, again, is uh, was charged with misdemeanors, what exactly did Donald Trump do as president that you thought was so great? Hang, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Who asked that of a defendant? Judge Reggie Walton. A judge. A judge asked a defendant. This week. What did you think that Donald Trump did? And I will post this on Twitter uh, this, uh, uh, on January 6th. What did you think that Donald Trump did that was so great as president? And these defendants, they're fighting for their lives regardless of what they're charged with. Instead of saying, I don't have to tell you anything about my political beliefs or what I think about Donald Trump. What, what are we, North Korea? Are we the can, Soviet can, can you just Union? give us some more names of these judges? So let, let's have a, a rogues gallery. Give us some of these names. Give us some more names, Julie. Uh, well, Beryl Howell is the chief judge. She's the one in charge of this farce that's happening. Um, you have Judge uh, Amit Mehta, an Obama appointee, who also was on the FISA court, alarmingly, who declared in a civil suit members of the Oath Keepers guilty in a civil suit, basically, and for going along with Donald Trump. He then oversaw their criminal trial, if you can believe it, and will continue to because there's more than one trial. You have Judge Trevor McFadden, a Trump appointee who has held nonviolent Trump supporters, denied them bail, held them under pretrial detention. The same with Judge Tim Kelly, who has held members of the Proud Boys who 
again, not charged with any violent crime, held them behind bars for two years. Wow. They are just now in the jury selection process. We'll, 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 we'll talk about some of the prisoners as well, but we need to get okay. the names of those judges on the record. We're talking to Julie Kelly. The book is January 6th. Follow her at Julie underscore Kelly 2 and her writings at amgreatness.com. You're listening to America First, coming to you from the relieffactor.com studios. Relief Factor, pain relief that works, pain relief that's real, pain relief that is liberating half a million Americans right now, me included. Find out for yourself. You deserve to be the next success story. Order the three be quick start a pack at relieffactor.com it'll be at your door in three days or less take it morning and evening like i do and i promise you dr g's guarantee by the end of those three weeks you will know whether it works for you like it works for me and 500,000 of your fellow Americans. call right now 800-500-8384 relieffactor.com relieffactor.com This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election story, Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from free thinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. listening to America First one-on-one with Julie Kelly. So uh, I need an update from you, Julie. I need to know roughly how many prisoners are still behind bars, how many are waiting for their trial to progress. And talk to us, just give us some of the most uh, shocking things we have witnessed in terms of the conditions in which they are kept, Julie. Well, Seb, the number is a lot more fluid, as you can imagine, than it was, say, a year ago, because you have people who were held in pretrial detention who then face trial or uh, submitted to plea agreements. And so whatever pretrial detention that they were in now is part of their sentence for a conviction or a plea deal. So the numbers are not, they're a, a, a lot fuzzier than they were at the beginning because the trials and plea deals really started uh, early last year. Um, But as I said, you're still having people being arrested and charged, including for the obstruction felony. Um, And so I don't have really an update. Uh, It's hard to segregate who's there under pretrial, who's there for convictions or plea deals. Um, But you do have men who spent, as I just said, two years. You'll have some who will be over two years as their trials move into this year, as their trials have been delayed by these same judges I've been talking about. Um, And so they are political prisoners. And the question is why? Well, they're political prisoners because they have been treated far differently by this justice system, especially in our nation's capital, 
than any other uh, political protesters. So um, I will assume we'll have a lot more detainees to talk about as uh, the prosecution and the arrests continue this year. So I will try to segregate those versus people who now uh, are serving out part of a, a sentence for conviction or plea. Um, but, you know, it was interesting, Seven, one of the transcripts from January 6th committee that I was reading, you had an investigator confront this FBI official, David Bowditch, who I was talking about. And um, she really wanted to push on the 2020 riots. And the fact that she believed law enforcement treated 2020 rioters in D.C., in Lafayette Park, as you remember, Seb, what happened there, threatening, causing the lockdown of the White House, uh, looting, arson, vandalism, attacks against federal law enforcement, far worse than what we saw on January 6th. And she wanted David Bodwich to say, well, yes, they were treated differently. Well, he didn't. And to his credit, said, what we saw in 2020 was far worse. There, it's apples and oranges, what you're comparing to. But what it highlighted to me was this belief uh, in Washington that people, the Black Lives Matter, George Floyd rioters, especially that caused the lockdown of the White House, uh, were somehow uh, treated far harshly than January 6th. That simply is not the case. You would not find one rioter, Lafayette Square rioter, who assaulted federal police, and we're talking park police, we're talking secret service who are attacked, you won't find one who spent a month, a year, 18 months, two years in pretrial detention for assaulting law enforcement, like you have dozens of January 6th protesters with the same charges. All right, let's put um, names to faces. Let's put them on the record. We've been talking to January 6th family members. Uh, let's talk about the, the political aspect of this. There are hundreds of people with the name R after their name on Capitol Hill, but uh, only a handful of them have even spoken up about the plight of these political prisoners. Will you tell us who the good guys are who actually care about uh, equal justice uh, and uh, lady justice being blindfolded? Who, who are the people who actually took time, uh, like my friend Troy Nels, to go to the prison in D.C. this week? Well, obviously, the two who stand out are Marjorie Taylor Greene and Louis Gohmert, who unfortunately will not is not returning to Congress. They actually muscled their way in, as you know, Seb, yeah. into the D.C. jail where these detainees were being held in mostly solitary confinement conditions and abused by D.C. jail uh, personnel, officials and guards. So they went there, they wrote an extensive report about not just what was happening with January Sixers, but with everyone who was in this horrific D.C. jail system. So I would set them aside. I would say Matt Gates, uh, Paul Gosar, Andy Biggs, to your point, Tro Troy Nels. Um, I hate lists because I'm afraid I'm going to leave somebody out. But suffice to say, it has been a very small group, and it certainly does not include anyone in Republican leadership. Um, and so hopefully that will change uh, in, as these prosecutions continue. And this witch hunt, this massive uh, manhunt uh, accelerates in 2023. We need to get more voices. They can't be the only ones, you know, uh, less than a dozen yeah. who are speaking yeah. out. And you can disagree with some of the activities or actions, but you are duty bound to protect the constitutional rights of American citizens. We're talking 1A, 
4A, 6A, 8A flagrant violations of Americans' civil constitutional rights. And the fact that you have Republicans who can't confront that, who won't confront that, let, let, let me just play here the, the, the depth of the, the corruption in the swamp. This is the man who is not mentioned in the January 6th committee report. This is the current director of the FBI who's lying about the plight of these prisoners. Cut three. Has there been any insurrection charges? Uh, I don't believe so. But again, there have been close to 500 and, cases. And you know, uh, but I don't believe have, have been, uh, people been on, held in jail since January or since their arrest uh, on trespassing charges or minor charges are still are they held in jail without due process? I don't believe anybody's been denied due process, sir. Congressman Gibbs asking the director of the FBI, has anybody been withheld due process? And he lied right there, right? He said nobody has, correct? Of course, of course he's lying because his lips are moving and it's Christopher Ray, so he's lying. Yeah. Um it's just astonishing to see him get try get away with that again. But I do applaud any congressman who confronts him about due process. Look, this. But is but, but hang on. But your point, your your broader point, I, I want to emphasize, is so well taken that not only is it just a handful of congressmen and women who did anything. There's nobody from leadership. I mean, where is, you know, the former whip? Where, where is Steve Scalise? Where, where is the man who's the ranking member of the former Congress on the Judiciary Committee? Jim Jordan. Guys, where are you? This is, this is a black spot, a, a deep, deep dishonorable mark on, on the Republican Party. Because irrespective of what crime you've been charged with, you have constitutional rights. We're talking to Julie Kelly. Follow her on Twitter, Julie underscore Kelly 2. Also, the articles are Am Greatness, and the book is January 6th. We are coming to you from just outside the insalubrious, fetid, rank, malodorous swamp that is Washington, D.C., from the relieffactor.com studios. If you've been struggling, if you've tried everything else and failed to find pain relief, please try this product that is liberating half a million Americans right now from their daily pain, me included. Yes, I take Relief Factor every morning and every evening, so should you. Order the three-week quick starter pack for just nineteen ninety-five at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do. And I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee, by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me and 500,000 of your fellow Americans. Do it today. You deserve to know. 800-500-8384. relieffactor.com. relieffactor.com. More with Julie Kelly, senior contributor to American Greatness on the anniversary of January 6th after these messages. Listening to America First One on One with Julie Kelly. All right, let's. Uh, sadly, I know we will be continuing this uh, discussion with you, Julie, especially if the uh, the reports of impending FBI arrests uh, of more January six accused are, are correct. But let me ask you a strategic question. Given that this city, forget, I mean, not forget, but on top of the existence of the deep state, a corrupt FBI, corrupt DOJ, a weak, uh, corrupt judges and, and public defenders. 
Uh, add to that the fact that this city voted 94 percent for mm-hmm. uh, Democrats for the last however many elections. Isn't it fair to say at this point, if, if, if you're a known Republican, a conservative, and you're accused of anything that is remotely associated with politics, there is no way on God's green earth that you can get a fair trial in this city, Julie. It's absolutely true. And um, this is why shame on these judges, because, Seb, every single change of venue motion has been denied universally by these judges. They know that these people can't get a fair trial. They don't want them to get a fair trial, even though they insist that the people who live in Washington, D.C., can be fair and impartial. Well, now we have or close to 20 trials. DOJ has a near unanimous uh, victory, uh, a record of success before January 6th uh, juries, before D.C. juries. Uh, Almost every count on every defendant in record time, these juries come back with all guilty verdicts. In fact, uh, one juror joked that it took longer to order lunch than it did to determine that a particular defendant was guilty. Another reporter said how hard it was to follow these jury trials because by the time they filed their story on closing arguments, the jury was coming back with a verdict. Well, guess what the verdict usually was? Guilty. Yeah. The only people, I mean, you had a D.C. jury convict two men of seditious conspiracy. No American has ever been convicted of that charge. But a D.C. jury returned guilty verdicts for two men. Now you have members of the Proud Boys who face that same charge. Um, And so all of these trials should immediately be moved out of D.C. They won't. What can Republicans do? They do have limited options. The only one they have is the power, really, is right. the power of the purse to the extent uh, that uh, it exists. Talking talking of money, uh, she's reporting. Uh, God bless Chris Buskirk for giving her the platform. But there's the so what question. What can you do about it? Uh, you can help these families. You can even adopt one of these families. Give them financial support. Right now, the PatriotFreedomProject.com. My, my colleague, Dinesh D'Souza, I think right at the beginning, he he donated a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollars. I mean, God bless Dinesh D'Souza. If it's just ten bucks, there's there's one wife I've had on the show, on my Newsmax show, who was without her husband for twenty months, looking after two small children. So please go right now, PatriotFreedomProject.com, PatriotFreedomProject.com, and that's how you will make Julie's work all the more meaningful. Senior contributor at American Greatness. God bless you, Julie. Happy New Year. We have a lot of work to do. Wherever you are, dear friends, now more than ever, given the anniversary of this day, keep your head on a swivel. Watch your six. Hold the line. Never give up. Never give in. And stay frosty. Our fathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. The world will little note or long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. What your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, 
tear down this wall. I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And the people... This is America First with Sebastian Gorka. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Today we will see whether Republicans stand strong for integrity of our elections, but whether or not they stand strong for our country. We need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. Greetings, friends. The first part of that clip was President Trump two years ago. I was sitting right in front of him, less than 20 feet away. And he said to those assembled, hundreds of thousands of people, at the ellipse outside the White House, where he served as president for the United States, that we will march peacefully and patriotically to Congress to let our voices be heard in the hope that those inside will do their duty to uphold the Constitution and, when necessary, ask questions about elections that were fraught, fraught with problems At the end of that clip, you saw Ray Epps. The day before, in D.C., outside his hotel, yelling at a crowd that we're going to take Congress, we're going to storm Congress, we're going to get inside Congress. A man who strangely was on the FBI wanted list for weeks and weeks and weeks after the events of September the 11th, events which, after months of a so-called January 6th investigation, the documentation for has been classified for 50 years. Thousands of hours of CCTV footage from inside the building have not been released to the American people. But Ray Epps... Ray Epps was dropped from the FBI's wanted list, and now lives as a free man. Never charged with anything, never charged with obstruction of justice, obstruction of an official proceedings with trespassing. 800 Americans were hunted down by the FBI. With the same technology, the cell phone technology, that we used in 2000 Mules to identify the ballot-harvesting mules. That technology was fine for the FBI, but not for a movie maker. Two years ago today, somebody was killed, was murdered in Congress, and her name is Ashley Babbitt. And she was an Air Force veteran, and she was unarmed, and she was murdered by Lieutenant Michael Byrd. Just a few moments ago, on his way to a television studio, I managed to reach out to Ashley Babbitt's widower, Aaron, to ask him 
what this day did to his life. Here is that call. We are honored today to be talking to the widower, the uh, husband of the late Ashley Babbitt. Um, I was surprised. He told me that he has a lot of media requests. You can guess from, you know, which sources, not the mainstream media. And he's made time for us today. Now, Aaron Babbitt, uh, welcome back to America First. Thanks, sir. I appreciate you adjusting your time as well. So I uh, tweeted uh, one one thing out uh, earlier today, and and that is um, simply a, a photograph uh, of your your late wife. And I said that one person died on January six uh, two years ago today. Her name was Ashley Babbitt. She was an Air Force veteran, and she was murdered by Lieutenant Michael Bird. I I want people to know that. I want people to share it. It's been very popular as a post on all my social media posts. But there is no person more important that we could talk to today than you. So you are now um, talking to three million people across the country, plus all of our viewers. What is the message you have today about your late wife, Ashley Babbitt, and what happened today? two years ago um today two years ago my wife went to dc um to see president trump speak Um, i see pictures of her outside the capitol some of them are very ominous i mean she's staring at what ended up turning out to be her death tomb about 20 minutes later um but then there's pictures of her with uh tears of joy in her eyes uh, from the you know the patriotism that was flowing around the grounds that day, and the fact that she had just got to see um, President Trump speak, um, then everything went to uh, on the handbasket in my life. I mean, I was sitting here in California. I got a phone call saying I thought she'd seen Ashley on TV. It looked like she had been hurt, and the first thing I saw when I turned the TV on was my beautiful wife laying on the ground with blood coming out of her mouth and nose. And when you hear uh, people with a national platform, you hear elected officials talk about uh, insurrectionists and terrorists that day. What do you want to say to those people, Mr. Babbitt? Well, the drum has been beaten so hard at this point, it's broken. And if they keep saying it's an insurrection, they better damn well find a way to try and charge someone with insurrection and see if that sticks. But they're not charging people with insurrection, and it's not an insurrection. I know my wife is not an insurrectionist. I know there was a lot of bad actors involved that day. I know the majority of the violence started well before my wife got down there because my wife's not leaving the grounds of the ellipse until the president is out of sight. That's why she went there. So she got down there after, you know, that violence had started. And for these people that continue to slander and completely assassinate my wife's character— And I hope their judgment day comes sometime, too. And I hope they're held accountable for their words. And what would you like to see happen um, with regards to a man who was awarded, who was given a medal, uh, who, as far as I'm concerned, murdered your wife, Lieutenant Michael Byrd? I want, I mean, ultimately, I want him in jail for the rest of his life for the murder of my wife. Am I going to get that? DOJ is going to make it very, very, very hard. Um, but I kind of have a three-tiered fight, uh, Seb. I have, you know, pending. There will be a civil action coming very soon. Um, then after that, like I mentioned, you know, my main fight has always been we've 
leave the civil action to the lawyers, and I am full force on um, defending my wife's character. And then third, but certainly not least, I will have her honors restored from the Air Force, and somebody from the Air Force will present me a flag for Ashley. I have an empty case sitting here that I look at every single day to keep that motivation going. Well, I would like to see that. All of our listeners would like to see that day when you get a flag of the nation for your murdered wife. Uh, You now have my personal cell phone, Mr. Babbitt. Uh, In front of all of my listeners and viewers, I want to tell you whatever you need from me to help you get justice for your murdered wife, you tell me, okay? Sincerely appreciate that, sir. Thank you. All right, and uh, good luck with our good friend uh, Greg Kelly late tonight on Newsmax. That uh, was Aaron Babbitt. He is the widower of the late Ashley Babbitt, murdered two years ago today on January 6th. Thank you, sir. I can't even believe what I'm about to tell you. Ashley Babbitt's mother was just arrested at a January 6th memorial event. These people have no souls. They have no souls, but we will not stop. We will not let them steal our republic. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. Our phone number, 833-33-GORKA, 833-334-6752. Please make sure you are subscribed. Never miss an episode. Go to Spotify, plug in America First and my name, Leave us a review and share it with your friends. We'll be back more on January 6th here on the Salem News Channel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.